This is the People's Podcast with Anthony Zambito and Lucy Chan. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to uh, yet another episode of the People's Podcast. I am your host, Anthony Zambito. And with me, as always, is the wonderful, the talented and the surprisingly Asian Lucy Chan. Lucy, how's it going? That is the most awkward introduction I've ever experienced in my entire life, Anthony. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. The reason why she is, well, it's kind of sarcastic that she's surprisingly Asian. She's brought it up in the past. And with a name like Lucy Chan, how can you not assume? (laughs) Uh, With us today is our guest from across the pond. He's been on a couple times already. You might recognize him. And we have a lot to talk about this week, especially with the U.S. Open coming up. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Pabby Gill. (laughs) Hey, guys. Anthony, hey Lucy, brilliant to be with you again, and and hello to all the uh, uh, all the listeners from Canada. Great to be part of this show again. Thanks for having me. No, we're happy to have you back, as you are probably the number one Novak Djokovic fan in the entire world, uh, and you also know a lot of people in the tennis world. If everybody would like to know, today's episode is again dedicated to the Novak Djokovic situation. He has been in the news on repeat for the entire year, because if you've been living under a rock, you would not know that Novak has been denied entry into the U.S. Open. He will not be playing the U.S. Open 2022 this year. It is a scandal and it is riddled with corruption and controversy right now. And and Novak being the man who he is for some strange reason, uh, if you whether if you believe in God, karma, the universe, whatever it is, he has been put in the middle of this situation. And he has publicly said recently that he will not be vaccinated. He's not planning on getting vaccinated. And so the only way that he can get in is either if Biden changes his policies or the U.S. Open get seeks an exemption for him. And if I would love Pavi to take it away, to tell the entire story of what has been going on with the U.S. Open, why Novak can't get in, why there was no exemption, who the new sponsors are, uh, and all that has entailed that for the past two months with uh, Novak, since Novak Djokovic won the Wimbledon unvaccinated. It was not in the headlines, but Novak Djokovic unvaccinated won his 21st major Wimbledon 2022. So take it away, Pav. Thank you, thank you, Lucy. I'll try my. I mean, there's so much to to kind of cram in, really. That there's the, it goes back to not just months; it goes back years. But I'll, I'll try my best to kind of articulate in terms of what's happening um, with the US. But um, if you go back to my first podcast that I did with both of you in January, I said to you then that uh, Novak Djokovic was being a target. As, uh, as someone as a high-profile unvaccinated athlete, that I felt the the what I call the establishment, uh, you know, you may call it deep state or the regime, or you know, there's there's a few names for him, but I felt that he was um, a target um, back in January when he announced that he was um, unvaccinated, and they basically wanted to make an example of him to show the rest of the world that you know if we can do this to one of the greatest athletes in the world who doesn't get vaccinated what can we do to the rest of the people what can we do to the people uh, every normal day people you know working class people from from top to bottom so for me it was always a case of sending a message to say this is basically what is going to happen if you don't 
comply with us and and um you know that's kind of um kind of what happened in in australia now if we we fast forward that um well eight months now and and covid has obviously moved on um significantly so um you know i know you guys are still having it difficult in canada but you know in the uk um a lot of the covid protocols were lifted in in january february time and and uh, essentially we are now treating covid as any other virus so there's no um protocols there's no no masks there's no mandatory requirements for for vaccinations and it's pretty much something that you know we in britain talk about something that you know um happened in the past and and now if someone gets covid it's just a case of well you know someone's got a cold and a flu and and that's why novak um was allowed to play wimbledon um was allowed to play french open you know the europe i've just been on holiday in europe and they they're treating it very much the same as well so um America, um, like Canada, are one of the very few countries that still have a policy, uh, a travel policy, which states that you have to be vaccinated to enter the country. Now, if we bring that back to to tennis, uh, in 2020, the USA did not allow a number of uh, foreign people to come into the country because they were under lockdown and they decided to to shut up shop. So basically what the the USTA, which is the United States Tennis Association, they're the ones who own the US Open, they own the franchise. They essentially had to ask for an exemption to the government, the US uh, administration. Uh, In 2020, it would have been the Trump administration to say, we want to put a tennis uh, tournament on. Uh, We appreciate everywhere is in lockdown, but can you give us an exemption? Um, it was granted and the US Open happened in 2020, um, despite it being cancelled in, in many of the countries. So it was almost like then Aust- America were then almost being the, the front leaders in, in trying to get things um, moving again. In 2021, um, the players, uh, a lot of the players now, this time the vaccines have been rolled out, but a lot of the players hadn't been vaccinated at this stage because the priority um, was for older people, the vulnerable people, which is obviously the first message that we had regarding the vaccine was that um, the vaccine is primarily for the vulnerable and for the older um, population. So they weren't too worried about uh, um, the, the young athletes, but they still have to have an exemption because to, to be in the US Open, you had to be vaccinated to, to go to the US Open. So in 2021, the USTA decided to apply for another exemption. And this time it would have been Secretary Blinken under the Biden administration, and it was granted. Now, this year, um, again, was a year where COVID had kind of um, run its course. You know, we were hearing a lot from the CDC themselves saying that it's past its peak. Um, The mass mandates had gone, the lockdown mandates had gone, and even places like New York, which were heavily locked down and heavily under mandate, started to open up. So, you know, we thought, okay, well, you know, it's not going to be a huge issue this year for Novak to play. He's played the French Open. He's played the US Open. He's had COVID. Um, You know, we now have had so much analysis, which says that having these vaccinations is not going to stop transmission. Um, You know, you're still going to get it. We've had loads of players who have been vaccinated and have got COVID. So, you know, we thought, well, you know, America has still got this ban on uh, for overseas. But we thought, like in 2020 and 2021, the USTA will apply for an exemption and Novak will be able to play three-time winner of the US Open and, you know, life goes on and, and, you know, it's not going to be a problem. Now, um, in June, um, uh, shortly after June, I think, yeah, when Novak was just about to play Wimbledon, the USTA USTA announced that they were not going to apply 
for any exemptions this year. Um, now, that was quite a surprise because they applied for exemptions in 2020 and 2021 when COVID was at its peak. It was at its height um, and they decided that they weren't going to do it this year. Now, um, the key thing there is they knew full well that Novak Djokovic was not vaccinated. So in, in essence, they were saying this year we're not going to apply for an um, exemption because it will mean that Novak Djokovic will um, will essentially not be allowed to to come in without an exemption. But um, things changed on the 11th of August. So the CDC then announced to the world and publicly that they were now down down tooling their their COVID protocols and they put out some new messages to say that the peak of the pandemic has now passed. Um, we are now treating COVID differently and everyone should be treated the same. And on their official documentation, they said the same advice is now given to unvaccinated and vaccinated. And the emphasis is very much on the individual and the the rules are going to be relaxed. So that was on the 11th of, of August. And they said that the travel advice would then follow shortly. So everyone assumed then that Novak would then obviously be allowed into the US. He wouldn't need an exemption because the CDC, who, um, if we remind everyone and all the, the, the viewers and, and listeners, the US um, government have consistently said that they would always follow what the CDC would be recommending and guided, and they would be guided by them and, and science in uh, hyphenated commas. Um, but this time they decided not to. So, you know, this this whole thing was in pending for, for two weeks where they said that it's going gonna, it's gonna to change. So Novak, um, like myself, uh, himself, uh, his team were patiently waiting for the CDC to say, yep, this has now been updated to, to reflect the same domestic policy is now going to be translated to the uh, the same policy for overseas. And it never happened. So um, a couple of days, well, just one day before the the draw was going to be made for the US Open. And, the, you know, the, these these people that do the draws, they do it. They don't do it publicly. So there's a lot of rumors. There's no proof. But there's a lot of rumors flying around that the US Open um, draw is actually done um with uh, the focus of uh, giving certain players i'm not going to name any in particular um a Rafael Nadal <laughs> a I'll name it I'll I'll call names you'll be a bad you'll be the good person you'll be good cop I'll be bad cop Patty <laughs> so um so they were in they were in um, a bit of a pickle because Novak hadn't withdrawn from the um the event so at this stage he was still playing they didn't know if he'd apply for an exemption Novak was waiting for the CDC changes to be made. And a day before the CDC changed it to exactly the same as what it was two weeks ago. So they completely um, undermined themselves, really, because they one minute two weeks ago have said that the analysis is telling us now that COVID is no longer a threat as it was before. It's past its peak and now people should be treated the same. But they decided to keep the travel advice the same. Now, that obviously has caused a lot of uproar with a lot of Novak fans, um, with Novak and, and his team as well, because they just can't get their heads around the fact that this um, uh, that COVID in, in America, which is uh, the land of the free and the home of the brave, is still treating COVID um, that seriously that it won't allow one player to come in 
to uh, America uh, to play tennis and essentially do his job in a mandatory event. Now, to make things even worse, and, and Lucy touched upon it at the start to say it's a scandal. The reason why, for me, why it's a huge scandal is, is that they are actually allowing unvaccinated fans and unvaccinated players to play the US Open on the proviso that they are American. Now, that is a scandal for me because it's a global event. So this isn't an American national event, which is just for Americans. This is a mandatory global event, which the USA have been given the privilege and get 100 million pounds into their economy every single year to hold for all players from every single country. So the fact that they were then saying that unvaccinated were allowed to come to the event and, and unvaccinated were allowed to play is, for me, is a clear case of discrimination because now they're saying, oh, hang on, one minute you're saying that people are not allowed in because they're vaccinated, but the next minute you're saying that unvaccinated are allowed. So, you know, they're contradicting themselves because one minute they're saying people who are unvaccinated are a health risk and then the other reason they're letting other people in. Now, to make it even worse, uh, a few weeks ago, the US uh, announced uh, a policy where people can have COVID and carry on with, with, with their daily life. So they can have COVID and travel on the airplane. They can have COVID and carry on playing tennis. So then their argument where they, they kind of set it to, to do it for transmission also is out in the water. So there's a loads of red flags here. If you're looking at this from a corruption point of view and, and things that shouldn't be happening in the world, there's huge red flags here. We're all wondering what we are. We're scratching our heads going, what, what is going on here? How can it be so blatant? And then a day before the draw and then on the, a day before the CDC changed their rules to, in, in effect, still ban um, the overseas, we found out that Moderna had been in talks with the US Open. Moderna, of all sponsors uh, who have been pushing the vaccination from day dot, are now a key partner of the US Open. So you literally can't even make this up. And, and can you imagine the optics um, of the, uh, of an unvaccinated player? And, and let's, you know, let's be honest here, Novak Djokovic was the absolute favourite to win the US mm -hmm. Open this year. Um, you know, he was fresh, he was fit. Last year he made the runner-up final, but he had 41 games going into that. He was very physically and mentally exhausted. This year he was fresh, he was fit, he just won Wimbledon, um, playing some of his best tennis. He was the favourite to win. Now, with uh, any sponsorship uh, and any multi-million pound sponsorship, the people that are making the sponsorship will put down a certain set of demands and requirements to the people that they're giving the money to. And I, without doubt, think that Moderna would have said, we'll give you the money and US they need it. You know, they're financially struggling. Fans are down. Uh, you know, they've had a big lawsuit in the last couple of years. They are struggling as a company. They would have said, you know, optics from our point of view, we really do not want to be presenting the US Open title to someone who is unvaccinated when we are trying to get as many people vaccinated. And that's where I think that the, um, the Moderna were in cahoots with not just the USTA, but I think also the U US administration as well, because we've heard what Trudeau has said about people who are unvaccinated. He called them misogynists. He called them racists. We've heard Biden, what he thinks of unvaccinated. He's called it the pandemic of the unvaccinated. So you've got two leaders of Canada and America that are vilifying 
people who are unvaccinated. Novak wasn't allowed to play in a Masters of Canada because the optics of Trudeau having someone unvaccinated win one of their flagship events is something that he and his ego couldn't cope with. And it's exactly the same for Biden. So they would have worked with Moderna and said, yeah, you know what? We, 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 we're painting this position that unvaccinated this and that. It's not going to look good for us if that Djokovic who's unvaccinated wins it because it sends the wrong message. So that's in a nutshell. Uh, and I've probably gone on a little bit longer there. But um, <laughs> that's why from, from our Novak point of view, we think it's it's a huge scandal. I'm, I'm really heartened to think that there's um, a lot more support this time from, from neutrals. I've had so many with Australia. It was slightly different. The pandemic was probably still in its uh, stage where it was still kind of regarded as, as, as kind of high in numbers and still kind of figuring out. And Australia were a little bit behind. And so um, he didn't get that much sympathy. But now um, a lot of people and a lot of people who have normally um, kind of dismissed any conspiracy. And, you know, I've been called every name under the sun for um, for, 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 for calling conspiracies and, and being called crazy and all that. And now finally sanging, uh, saying, hang on, this, you know, this just doesn't add up. It just doesn't add up. Why do they not want him there? Um, and, uh, and yeah, that that's in a nutshell in terms of kind of Novak is then had, having to withdraw from the event. Um, he very much said he wanted to play. He was preparing for it. Um, it's a mandatory event. He's won it three times. He is one behind uh, Nadal, who obviously is a big, um, um, he's been pushing the vaccine forward. He's been uh, in chats with Bill Gates to promote the vaccine. So he's very much um, the kind of role model that Moderna and Biden and, and Trudeau would want um, because he is someone that they think if he wins it, He's promoting the vaccine. He is then creating the message that they want to create. And, and it's um, how we dispel that narrative that is the, the difficult part, because we know and you know that, you know, if we go against the narrative, we're going to be silenced. We're going to be called names. We're going to be done that. And we're going to be associated to all the people that the media are telling us about people. So it's um, it's really tough. It's really tough. And, and, you know, all we can keep doing is, is to keep speaking, keep exposing, because I think they've got to the stage now where they have made it that blatant that we are now getting people in, 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 in authority and good people that previously may have dismissed it to start asking questions now to say, what is going on here? What is going on? And, and if that if them banning Novak in the US Open uncovers everything else uh, that's been going on in, in this pandemic and, and particularly with America and Canada, then I can take that hit because, you know, this things are bigger than, than tennis at the moment. And, uh, um, you know, we, we sometimes have to have to do that. And, and Novak has, uh, has put himself forward. You know, he's not being uh, put under, he's not taking the pressure of, of taking the vaccine. He's done it very um methodically so you know i can tell you for a fact that novak did a lot of due diligence about the vaccines um he's not just made this decision uh, on his own he spoke to doctors he spoke to players he spoke to um experts scientists so you know he made a very um carefully considered decision and he felt that at this stage for him in the where he is in his life and health he felt the risks outweighed the rewards uh, and 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 that's kind of 
where he made that decision, which you would think is a logical and a common sense decision and it would be lauded. But for that, he's been vilified and he's now been banned from two Grand Slams uh, when he's playing some of his best tennis of his career. So for me, it's, uh, it's, it's a huge scandal. Hey guys, how's it going? Zammer here to let you know that this episode of the People's Podcast is brought to you by TDM Web Solutions. TDM Web Solutions is a web agency that builds modern, clean websites that set you and your business apart from the competition. They not only build websites, they also specialize in business development, search engine optimization, digital marketing, branding, graphic design, e-commerce, social media, and much more. Whether you run an online business, work as a contractor, or you need a website for your brick and mortar store, TDM Web Solutions is a one-stop shop for all your business needs. Don't take my word for it though. Check them out yourself. Reach out to the good people at tdmwebsolutions.com and tell them Lucy and Zammer sent you. That's TDM Tango Delta Mike Web Solutions.com. And don't forget to follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram too. It is a huge scandal. And also, what I do want to say is you, um, just to piggyback off of what you were saying, how other people, more people are coming forward saying what a scandal this is, what a controversy, how basically what an injustice is. You know, literally before this recording i was listening to the new aaron Rodgers joe rogan episode he just right. as we all know joe, um, aaron Rodgers has publicly said that he did not get vaccinated he got dragged through the mud just like novak djokovic and actually rogan mentioned novak djokovic in the episode oh wow i was surprised i was just yeah. like saying how nuts it was that he wasn't allowed to play that this supreme athlete literally one of the best athletes in the world and also mentioned how tough tennis is how fit you have to be to be a tennis player to be on that level and that that he wasn't allowed to play at this stage in the game is utterly ridiculous and yeah they talked about it and so there you go we have the number one podcaster in the entire world saying you know this is utterly stupid and it doesn't make sense and that you know um he should be allowed to play so there's another one the gina corona there's so many people so many uh, Cong- American congressmen have come out. A lot of yeah. celebrities, a lot of news people have come out from the world, you know, just saying that, you know, this is, this is stupidity yeah. at the highest. And I just want to also mention if for our v- listeners who don't know, and maybe also uh, Anthony and Pavi, you don't know, but in, I believe May or June, the Biden administration changed the uh, requirements to come into America. So if you were vaccinated, and had covid you could come into america because they got rid of testing but if you were like you're so basically if you could you could have covid and spread it around to everybody and you're not we're not going to test you at the border we're not going to test you at airport security we're not going to test anything it's all it's all done so you could come into the country and have covid and literally just spread around like it was you know like it was the you know free money you know, just like here, take it like it was free chocolate. Just here, have it, have it. Everybody, everybody, shake your hand. I'll cough on you, whatever. But if you are unvaccinated, you still cannot come into the country. So you could be, un, you could be no COVID, test, yeah. test negative, not vaccinated, and not be allowed in the country. It. it does not make any sense. It reeks of corruption. 
and there or either Biden is the most stupidest, dumbest leader of the free world we have ever had. I mean, it's either or both of them are really, really bad. Like your options are not good. No, no. And, and, you know, I totally agree. And, And that's why it has become such a scandal. But, you know, you've got people like Clay Travis and, and, and Seth Dillon that have also picked up uh, on this as well. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, it's ultimately the Republican. There's been a ro- lot of Republicans that have, have kind of highlighted this. Um, and the sad thing for me is that the Democrats have always been a party that are traditionally against the establishment uh, or, or, or the ones that are for freedom of right, freedom of speech. Um, and in this, they're silent. You know, they're silent because it's a game for them. And they just think they just don't want the Republicans to come in to power, even though they may see it's wrong. Um, you know, and, and you know, I think they're obviously um, almost acting. You know, you mentioned Biden. I, I think he's a puppet of, of the establishment. He, he was put in there, um, you know, and they've probably got so much on him that he's having to do a job. Um, so, you know, he's, he's fallen under the coercement, you know, God, God knows what they've got on him and his family. And, and, um, you know, he's been put in there. He's not, you know, he's going to be 82 in, uh, 2024. And he's just announced that he's going to be running for the 2024 U.S. election, which is lunacy. If you think that from America, how many people they have in that, in the country that this is, this guy is the best candidate that you can put up. Um, you know, the guy who struggles to put coherent sentences together, um, a guy who's mentally and physically fragile and he's getting worse day by day. So um, it, it reeks of, of corruption. It reeks of um, wrongdoings and um, and tennis. Um, you know, I said on the first podcast that it's it's infiltrated. Um, the establishment has infiltrated tennis and, 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 you know, they feel that it's a sport that they can use and promote and have certain figureheads and role models to push forward their narrative. Um, they don't like Novak because Novak doesn't do that. You know, he's very much his own man. He doesn't listen to news. He doesn't watch news, but he will keep it real. He'll say it as he is. And, and if someone tells him to do something, he'll want to know why he won't just comply to make his life easier, which, you know, he's, he couldn't have demonstrated that more than than possible. You know, it's for easy for someone for Novak to get a fake vaccination pass. You know, he's one of the most well-resourced individuals in the entire world. He's got private doctors. He's got scientists there on his side. You know, it doesn't take, it would It would be easy for him to get someone to put a stamp or a pass to say, you've been vaccinated and there'll be no recourse to actually find out if he was or not. But he would rather be um, true to himself. Um, this is, um, you know, he's actually exposed uh, a mockery of the, of the mandates and, and and what the world has become. And, and, and that's why I think history will see him not just as a great on the tennis court. I think they'll see him as a great um, person that actually stood up to corruption, that stood up to the establishment, that, um, you know, didn't back down on his own morals, principles and beliefs. And, and, and you know, he, he's got the ability to do that. He's someone who's actually been through a war. Um, you know, and and he's actually lived through it, and um, you know he's not um, going to be told what to do, and 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 you know if he doesn't believe in it, and um, you know I, I just think he's uh, showing the world for for what it is. Um, you know, Australia, there was a backlash. Um, you know, people thought, you know, there was a few people that thought he should have 
um, been reinstated or, or shouldn't have been kicked out. But for, for this time, there seems to be a lot more support. So I think they've even pushed it too far now. And, and people, you would hope there's still decent people and people that are not corrupt that are still working in leadership roles, um, whether it be big media or, or big tech, that have the ability and, and the, the bottle to actually investigate what is what is really going on in tennis because uh, there's a lot of stuff that's happening at the moment that, that just doesn't add up. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, you, you hit it on the head. There. There's a lot of things that don't add up. And, you know, in hearing what you have to say, you can easily tell that this isn't based on science. Like, it sounds like it's based on politics. Yeah. Um, the irony is, number one, like Novak Djokovic is ar arguably the healthiest individual in the world. Like, in addition to, like, being, like, fit for, for tennis, I just imagine his diet is probably better than, like, anything we could imagine. And yeah. you said it before. I, I just want to touch back on it. So... You said that it's technically possible for an unvaccinated player to win so long as they're American. And it's possible for unvaccinated people to to watch so long as they're American. Um, you know, doesn't that kind of defeat the purpose of banning uh, of banning unvaccinated players? You know, the unvaccinated and the vaccinated are still going to intermingle. So, like, I don't know, just nothing makes sense exactly what you said. I mean, has this been called out to the USTA? So the USTA... Um, didn't first of all, they didn't even release a statement that they were, were were signing up with Moderna, which is very unusual because Moderna are a huge company, and whenever whenever there's any sponsorships, there's always an announcement to say, look, you know, we're we're, we're grouping up. So it was almost like they were embarrassed that they were um, kind of teaming up with Moderna, and and uh, so there was no no response there. They then had a lot of pressure um, from from press um and from certain you know from 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 people like us on social media that would tag them and tag in media so they had no choice but to answer we were on our, our question was why would you apply for an exemption in 2020 and 2021 where covid was at its peak and you know so dangerous and, and in 2020 there was no no vaccinations but they still wanted that tournament to go ahead why then would you then not apply for an exemption this year when covid um your cdc are telling you covid is now past its peak the lockdown restrictions have gone masks have gone as lucy said you know you can now have covid and and, and still mingle with anyone so you know there's no um uh, line that they're trying to reduce transmission why wouldn't you apply for an exemption this year and and they came out with a statement um a couple of days ago to say that um they weren't able to apply for an exemption this year which um tennis sangren who's a, an american unvaccinated tennis player called him out straight away and, and said it's bs and uh and said that you know you told us in june that you were not applying for an exemption and um you know dan, dan evans a, a, a british player and, and he someone who speaks his mind has also said that um it's clear that the usta did absolutely nothing to get um, or help Novak um, into the country. And, and we know, um, you know, for a fact, there's a lot of elite athletes that are be given exemptions. One of the exemptions is, is it, it benefits the uh, the US state. And, and, you know, having the US Open is a huge benefit to America. I mean, just look at the sponsors it's getting now. I mean, God knows how much Moderna are paying. And that's ultimately going to be... Uh, to uh, America, there's going to be taxes on that. There's going to be all sorts of money that goes back to the government. The U.S. Open itself um, is a, a multi—you know—we're so talking only a billionaire industry here every year, so we're talking serious numbers. Um, but there just doesn't seem to be 
anyone from the USA that are willing to to kind of um, you know put out a proper statement and and what their intentions were. And the reason for that is I think that they're hiding something. And I think you know it doesn't take a mathematician to put two and two together and figure out what is going on here. And it's from from our point of view, um, you know, we have to almost take a, a role as an activist because. Um, none of the media will, will put our side forward. You know, we're, we're, we're kind of, we're Novak fans, so we don't listen to kind of the establishment, the authorities. So we're automatically um, evil and, and right-wing fanaticals and, and you know, every name under the sun. So, you know, we get disregarded, but it's only because the media won't ever put our side forward. So we have to almost act as uh, as activists, which no other player in tennis has ever done because, you know, with, the, with, with media, you expect it to be, to be done independently, impartially, uh, and the media, the tennis media, are not picking any of this up. And and then you again, you, you know, you say, what's not, you know, why are they not doing this? This is a big story. You know, we, the Nole fan, broke the story that Moderna was was actually sponsoring the US Open. Where was the media? They must have known. They've got their sources. You know, these guys are paid uh, media that have got the resources and sources to get this sort of information and it's almost like they're trying to hide it and, and and pretend that it doesn't happen and then when people like us bring this up and and you know i've you know famously had a bit of a spat with martina navratilova who you know i think is uh, is paid to push this narrative they then come off cross or defensive and and you know she called me a couple of names and stuff because what she's trying to do is she's trying to silence me to say disregard this person because he is um, what was it? I think she called me. Uh, um, she called me a jerk, actually. Which uh, I've been called for a while, but she called me a jerk and and called me nasty as well. And and I think that's because um, it finally got to her because I'm highlighting her hypocrisy and and, the, and her role in in this. And she finally bit and she didn't take it. And what she was cleverly doing was she wanted to put that message out there so that people like myself and other, you know, many, many other people from the Noel fam that are, are trying to put together another voice uh, are not listened to. And, um, um, but yeah, it wasn't that one-sided. You know, a lot of people, I think Martina actually got more more hate from that. So it's almost like the Barbara Streisand effect in in, in what she was trying to do um, kind of backfired really, but, um, but there, there you have it. Yeah, I just also want to just point out another hypocrisy when it comes to Martina Navratilova. I believe Martina Navratilova left Czechoslovakia. She did. Correct? Yes. When it was still communist. She left still because communist. she wanted freedom. She wanted freedom. more options. She yeah. wanted she wanted to, you know, live a free life. She didn't want to be under the yeah. uh, thumbnail of the government, of a corrupt government, telling her what to do with her career, with yeah. her life with her body, also with her sexuality as well. And also yes. she's a lesbian and she's a famous lesbian. And, you know, she has done a lot of things for LGBT rights. So, um, but the thing is, it's highly hypocritical of her to say these things about Novak Djokovic saying that he needs to take the shot and stuff like that. When she yes. literally escaped, escaped a communist country who, um, so she could live a free life. So she could yeah. do whatever she wants to her body and sleep with whatever she wants and, you know, have whatever career that she wants and make as much money as she wants. It is incredibly hypocritical for someone to leave and escape communism to tell somebody else to do with their own body. Yeah. This uh, yeah is the height of hypocrisy. I'm glad, I'm glad you mentioned that, Lucy, because, yeah, you, you've hit the nail on the head there. I mean, it, it, the hypocrisy couldn't be any more blatant. And, uh, you know, the one thing, you know, we're talking about Martina as well, who is known as one of the legends in the sport. 
Now, the other the other thing that we found out is that Moderna have not only sponsored U.S. Open, they're now partners with Billie Jean King. Um, so Billie Jean King is, is is another legend of the sport and was, you know, given um, a lot of um, credit for, you know, making um, women's um, tennis get the same pay as, as the men's and, and did a lot, a lot of good things for tennis. And, and you know, is a is a is a true inspiration in the in the tennis industry. Um, but a couple of days ago, she was promoting Moderna. So it's almost like she's now partnering up with um, Moderna, which, you know, in, in certain countries is now even being recommended not to use due to um, cases of my, myocarditis in, in young and, and, and healthy, which Novak would, would fit into that category. So um, the hypocrisy there is, is you know, it, it's almost for me, it's, it's, it seems as though they get their checkbooks out um and 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 you know p- people may say no and, and they make them an offer that they can't refuse uh, and it's either that or they use intimidation tactics so they've either got something on, on people and will say well you know we will put this out in the open if you don't comply with us and and it's just uh it's almost like we're living in uh sicily and and, and you know under under mafia rule like it was uh um you know 50 50 odd years ago because it just doesn't seem that um, the world is is running legitimately at the moment, and it seems to be even more blatant than ever. Javi, I can't tell if you're making a run at me because I'm Sicilian, but that was a great metaphor. <laughs> I appreciate you explaining it like that. Um, Absolutely. I have a question on behalf of everyone who's listening who isn't a tennis fan. What does the future entail for Novak for the rest of the season, the off season? I mean, like. It, if he, is he going to continue facing this mountain playing tennis roulette, whether or not he can compete? Like, what's it look like? I mean, to be honest with you, Anthony, he's played the whole of Europe um, without any issues at all. He's played the Middle East. They love him in Dubai. He's played all of the European events. He won the um, uh, the Rome Masters, so he was welcomed in Italy. He played the French Open. He was welcomed, obviously, he won Wimbledon um and um was treated very well got a great reception i was there for for most of his matches and and, and with his with his team which was uh, which was a great pleasure and, and and a great buzz and privilege and and he was treated very well there um the only two countries that have mandatory events now a mandatory event is an event that you have to play um so your qualification means that you um have to play that event there masters and slams so the only two countries that he can't play those are Canada and the US every other um mandatory event that there is um he's able to play cuz a lot of them are in Europe or in Asia which don't have the same rules so what Novak is doing at the moment he's spending time at home with his wife his kids he's staying fit he's uh, watching plenty of basketball he's a big basketball fan uh, he's in Turkey today, um, so you know he's having some downtime. He will be back um, in a few weeks' time, so he's going to be playing Davis Cup. He's got a full schedule for the rest of the year, so um, he'll be able to play. But you know, the big, big thing for him for Novak is 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 this uh, big Grand Slam race that has um, involved three players: Federer, Nadal, Djokovic, and it's been going on for. 15, 20 years, you know, you'd hear the word goat a lot in the tennis and, and it's got to the stakes where it's very, very um, close now at the top. Um, so, um, uh, you know, they were all tied uh, at the end of last year on 20. Um, and Novak, who had won the Australian Open nine times, was pretty much unplayable. Australia was expected to go ahead in the race for the first time ever. Um, that didn't happen. 
Um, Nadal reaped the rewards for that because he hasn't beaten Novak outside of clay for nine years now. So it was um, something that he um, benefited from. He then also then won the French Open, which he tends to win every other year. But then Novak won Wimbledon. So he's pulled it back. Um, and, you know, he's at his career now where he doesn't really want to be playing minor, minor tournaments. He wants to be playing the Masters. He wants to put himself in history. And he doesn't lie about that. You know, he says he wants to be the number one statistically um, and, you know, regarded as that. So um, he's missed two slams now this year and they're both on his hardcore and he's widely accepted as the greatest hardcore player that the world has ever seen. I think that's undisputed. Um, so for him to not win, not be able to play two slams where he's won 12 times um, is um, is very, very um, disappointing. He was hot favourite for the Australian Open. He was also hot favourite to win the US Open this year. So if he had those two slams, um, he, he would have been top outright on his own. Even if he had won, um, he would have um, he would have been top outright because then if he had won Australia, Nadal would have been still on twenty. So um, you know the history and legacy are being impacted here. Mats Valanda, who um, is is a legend, he kind of almost said that the goat race now is inconsequential because um, it's not a level playing field anymore. Uh, so he got a bit of criticism there, but I think what he said was correct. Um, another legend that has been really supporting Novak, which we really appreciate, is John McEnroe. So, um, John, um, you know, for, for me, sometimes you're never quite sure which side of the fence he is on. But for, for this time, he seems, you know, fully behind um, Novak. And he's come out multiple times to say that this rule is is completely ridiculous. And the other side, you've got people like, Martina Navratilova and 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 you know Andy Roddick's and and people that um, are left leaning traditionally in, in politics that are putting their politics uh, ahead of what is actually right. Um, so um, so yeah, it's interesting. Um, it's interesting times in tennis. I think Novak is you know I'm not going to lie, he's he's, he's devastated. His you know his team uh, want to be there. They are professional tennis players, but equally, um, you know he, he can't do a lot. Um, at the moment, you know, he's tried everything that he can to to, to play in, in America. And, and um, you know, what's happening now is that with him being deported from Australia, came with an automatic three year ban. Uh, so because they used the rule that was used specifically for terrorists and dangerous criminals, he comes with a three year um, ban. So he is currently working with the new administration in Australia to try and see if that ban can be lifted so he can at least play in Australia in January. Um, we'll find out if that is the case um, in, a, in a few weeks' time. If he is not allowed, then the next slam that he will play is in June. So, you know, you're talking 10 months before he plays another Grand Slam, which will be the, the French Open. And uh, he's 35 years old, so he's not getting any younger. So that is um, why a lot of his fans uh, are feeling um very frustrated angry and 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 you know just um uh, annoyed at, at kind of how how this has been played out really yeah do you think okay just want to let everybody if you guys don't know your australian politics go so there was an election a federal election that happened uh, earlier this year i would believe in june it happened right and the prime minister scott morrison has now been booted out he was the guy that basically kicked Novak. He allowed Novak in and then kicked yeah. him out. Yeah. 
and named him and labeled him a terrorist and slapped on this, you know, three year ban on him. Uh, but now he's been kicked out and there is a new sheriff in the Aussie land. And also they have been a little bit more welcoming to, and lenient towards COVID, uh, to, towards COVID. So Australia has had, has lifted their COVID va- uh, vaccine restrictions, meaning that if you, you're allowed to come into Australia now, if you don't have the vaccine, yeah. uh, so that's good. And also, I believe the transport minister or something like that said that we are going to take a hard look on over, over everything that has happened in the past two years yeah. and, you know, redact, change, um, you know, reduce whatever it is. They're going to they're going to go yeah. every, go over everything and and change a bunch of things. So there looks like there is a lot of hope in the future for yeah. Novak going into the Australian Open again, his favorite slam his best slam to win it fingers crossed prayers up that he does and all hopefully in the next four months that uh you know COVID is more is a lot more relaxed and people will be just like you know i went i was in the elevator literally before i got uh before we started recording and I asked them if I could go into the elevator because there was three people and you know how some people are I'm like I don't want you in here COVID and they all let me in and they just said COVID's over and they were yeah. te- they were like teens they were like in their early 20s they're like COVID's over you know and I'm like yeah it is it is and so hopefully by you know 2023 January the Australian government the new one will have some you know common sense or just greed, because Novak being at the Australian Open produces a lot of money for that country. Yeah, an yeah. extraordinary amount. Just for just to say, you know what? Look, we're making the economy better. Look at how bad Scott Morrison was. Look how great we we are. And look, and don't you want us still in the running seat, like still leading the country? Like just, just even that. I mean, just the optics on that alone is. I, it should be good. I hopefully that they will allow, unless again corruption and Moderna or Pfizer, whoever comes in and yeah. offers them some back deals or something like that. But it should. Let's hope. I, I hopefully it it's it will work out in the end. But it's it is a scandal and it's quite an injustice as well because people who still can't, you know, who have family who are unvaccinated still can't go into America. Yeah, it's insane. But over two years now. Yeah. Uh, and it's the same, obviously, for, for you guys in Canada as well, which, um, you know, it's sad that they're splitting people apart and um, it, it's tragic. And, and you know, you, you then see, you know, Trudeau getting off in a private jet in Cuba and, and with his family, no social distancing, no masks. So, you know, it's the old rude, you know, do what we say, not what we do. And, uh, you know, it's the elite establishment and, and, you know, there's no getting away that Trudeau and Biden are very much part of that elite establishment and um they are under orders is what i believe from you know big tech big businesses the people that have got the influence and power and they are fulfilling the, you know what uh, what their bosses whoever they may be bill gates Gav schwab you know george soros whoever you know these people are they're probably going to keep themselves anonymous we won't know who they are but they're very very powerful people that think uh, are changing the the course of the society in, in what we're living in at the moment but you know with good people like yourselves and, and and you know us that can see what's happening if we keep speaking and talking that hopefully one day um 
you know, it will it will all come around. I believe that. I think it will all come out in the open, and and you know, these things happen in in, in the world. And and but in the end, the the truth is like water, and and you know, you can't get away from that. And um, mm. you know, truth will always will, will, will always come through in the end. Oh, without a doubt, and I think we're going to see a lot. Hopefully, by the time the U.S. Open happens in 2023, we see a lot of changes in the U.S. Uh, I don't know if you guys are aware, but the U.S. is set to have midterm elections in November. Uh, yeah. If that happens, maybe their foreign policy can change, and maybe individuals like ourselves, like Novak Djokovic, be able uh, to enter the United States freely again. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you've got you've got to hope, and and I'm I'm pretty sure. And I have this on record that the U.S. will change their policy within the next month. Um, I think the timing of it is um, delayed um, just for the fact that Novak is unvaccinated and they didn't want him there this year. I think that will change in the next month for sure. It's, it, you know, also, I just also want to mention one more thing about the USTA. You mentioned it briefly, but it, we we should let know that it's basically public knowledge. The U- the USTA is in high financial trouble, high, high, high financial trouble. And I think that they were put up against a wall to yeah. take this Moderna sponsorship. And is it just one year sponsorship? Just one year. Just yeah, one just, year. yeah. How who does that? What large yeah. company does what, you know, it's usually a multi-year sponsorship yes. deal usually yeah, it's five, three five years to seven years. you know three yeah. to five seven sometimes a 10-year sponsorship yeah. deal because and that's when because that's you want to have a company of that size and of that magnitude to invest yeah. a lot of money not just one year so you that's also suspect so they go in for one year why just one year and also why tennis like i've moderna has never ever sponsored spicer has never ever sponsored any large tennis event i know it, that because i'm a never huge tennis fan. any interest in tennis it's never, never. Taken uh, so it's um it is. Like, and it's, it, it's not sponsored any of the players it's not sponsored any of the tennis events so you know it's almost um you know it it, it doesn't add up at all it's very suspect or as the kids like to say nowadays, sus. It's really sus. <laughs> so, yeah, no, it, it really is. It's one year. They've never, ever um, sponsored any player, any tennis player, any tennis tournament, let alone a Grand Slam. Yeah. And it's, yeah, and it's one year. And also, too, they, they went to the USTA, who is desperate for money absolutely yeah. desperate for money and they didn't go to the Wimbledon who's flowing with cash same thing with uh you know French Open they're they're doing pretty I heard that they're okay this year was pretty yeah. good for them um and so it's you know it's really suspect that they're just going to go you know we're going to give you this lifeboat but you have to do this I think they it were would have, really... it would come with a lot of terms of conditions and I, I'm sure mm-hmm. that the UPA um, one of those conditions I, I firmly believe is was the to make sure that Novak Djokovic was not taking part in the 2022 US Open. I, I firmly believe that was the case. And uh, let me just ask, why would the USTA be in financial ruin right now? So oh, that's a whole. Yeah. <laughs> May need to do another podcast episode. Yeah. Too. Well, I will say this, that they have been really stupid in the past 10, 5, 10 years. Uh, in my opinion, this is from what I heard from people who know who coaches at the USTA, who, um, 
you know, know people at the USTA. They weren't really good with their money and they based most of their income on the US Open. And before COVID, you know, it would be their moneymaker. It apparently was like 80, maybe even 90% of their of their revenue. And with uh, because of the other tennis tournaments like Miami, you know, Cincinnati, you know, they they don't bring in the big dollars. Let's be honest. They don't bring the big, big viewership. They don't bring in the big ad sales. And so they uh, relied on the U.S. Open for years and it was their you know money making machine. And then once COVID hit. It was just they could they yeah. had they, they remember they didn't uh, in 2020 they didn't play to any to anybody in the tournament i mean in anybody in the audience it was empty completely empty it was eerie watching you know a tennis match with literally arthur ash stadium nobody in the seats you know and so that and that also people weren't and that people weren't watching sports again you know in 2020 people were netflixing chilling people were i don't know what uh, it was just a very different time it was a very different mentality during you know this new pandemic this new virus it was september it was end of august early september of 2020 so people were very different and also the the ratings were down the ratings were down completely and and also roger wasn't there rafa wasn't there uh novak got kicked out or whatever you want to call it in like what the third round or something like that so none of the stars were there so all the money was all the money with uh, that attracted people that attracted large uh, ad, ad sales yeah. were not there. Nothing. So so they pre presented something to hopefully break even. I don't even think they broke even to be honest with you. And then next year, you know, it was still no Roger, no Rafa. You know, a lot of the big people weren't there. Maria Sharapova wasn't there. Like all basically, so many of the big stars have retired or were injured so you know you're you're talking a loss of revenue and also still you know the biden administration didn't allow people in if you weren't vaccinated and or or did they change that i can't remember but it was still people weren't traveling that much were, they were afraid it, of was COVID. A yeah there was a vaccine monday on the um uh on the masters which are affiliated by the usta and it, yeah the numbers but the other big thing is that um and, and obviously being a canadian podcast it's important to to mention that they lost a, a big lawsuit to canadian genie bouchard yes and that was because genie got injured at the us open when getting changed and it was um a long legal battle which went on for two three years which um the usta usta actually lost and there's reports that there was um, the, the the money that they had to pay Jeannie Bouchard was um, eight figures. Um, so we're talking uh, a massive um, chunk of uh, revenue that they wouldn't have um, had forecasted. So they were, and that happened. I think they had to pay out in 2021 or 2020. I think it might have been 2020, but it was at the similar time with COVID. So they had they had two big, big things that happened to them that they didn't forecast. And, and that's when companies get in trouble is when things happen to their cash flows that they don't forecast. They didn't think they would lose that um, uh, lawsuit against Jeannie Bouchard. And they obviously, you know, no one anticipated COVID. So they were struggling financially. And then when Moderna, with their deep pockets, um, came knocking at the door. They would uh, have been running to their, um, <laughs> their whistle very, very quickly for sure. 
Wow. There is so much to unravel with the tennis world. I mean, if you're not going to watch for uh, for the competition, you might as well watch and follow the drama because this is a lot. Of <laughs> There's always That's drama. There is always drama. And I also just wanted to point out one more thing. When it, or there's other things to point out, but I, our last episode that, that featured Pavi, we talked about the Russian ban that was at Wimbledon, which was completely xenophobic. Just to let you know, uh, Victoria Azarenka, who was banned in Wimbledon from playing because she's not even Russian, she's Belarusian. That's she's not, she, which is ridiculous. There, there were even banning people who were they thought maybe associated with you know Putin. Thought this thought, okay she was banned from playing an exhibition match for charity for kids uh, this week because she is Belarusian and yeah. And they, and this Ukrainian girl said, I, I just felt that, you know, it was, it was triggering and it wasn't good for the, you know, for the Ukrainian fans out there and stuff like that. And the Ukrainians. And I'm like, Chicky Poo, she's Belarusian. She's not even Russian. And, you know, and they they did that. They just exercised their xenophobia xenophobia arm, and, and so this is. If you're wondering, this still continues. This xenophobia, this banning of people who have no association to Putin whatsoever, it's still going on in our in tennis. Massively, yeah, massively, mm -hmm. and it's so sad to to see really because. Um, that whole exhibition was supposed to it was regarded as a piece. Again, I'm going to put that in hyphenated comments. It was supposed to be a peace exhibition where you bring everyone together and then you have you're banning one person because of where they're born from. So it, again, we talk about the hypocrisy. It just goes against everything that they've kind of stated and they want peace. But yet they're banning someone that has never spoken out against the war, that has actually sympathised with what's happening in Ukraine. So, how, you know, you're basically targeting someone just on the basis of where they were born. I mean, Azarenka doesn't even live in Belarus now. She hasn't lived in there for years. She lives in America. And, uh, you know, the, but still any excuse for them to um, be xenophobic, um, to discriminate, that, you know, come to tennis if, if you want to see uh, everything that, that might happen and is happening on a wider scale in society. Mm -hmm. Um, it, rest assured it happens first in tennis yeah there's the mass we've noticed in the past two two three years that in all sports not just tennis basketball football or in you know in the rest of the world it's called soccer and also in american football you know in hockey this a massive encroachment of whether you call it the regime or the establishment or the deep state encroaching and making the sport whatever they're encroaching and just worse and worse and worse and just having all this massive corruption. Like the, the hockey leagues had, you know, vaccine mandates, same thing with the NFL, same thing with, you know, soccer. And I mean, everybody did. I mean, these massive global elite companies or globalists, whatever, whoever, whatever name you want to call it, they're encroaching on every single sport. Yeah. They're making it just this, it just where you you can't hide from you know you're just like oh i just want to go to tennis because it's just a gentlemanly sport no it's there bill gates is there bill gates is really good friends with rafael nadal and roger federer and now he wants to get into women's tennis yeah it's fun which is really disgusting as a man who was visited 37 times epstein island he went to epstein's pedophilia island 37 times why do you go to a island full of 18 and under young girls 
it's small little place, little tiny island that's, you know, 10,000 square foot island or something like that, you know, with all these girls 37 times with a known pedophile who was a guy who was charged with pedophilia, who went to spend, you know, and then and he wants to get into women's Women, tennis. That, that yeah. how, I mean, if I was a mother, I'm like, I rip my child right out of women's tennis. I'm like, no, you are. I don't care if you're if 29, if you're 29, you're not playing this one. No, this is. This is not safe for women. For women, why is he here? Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, another question for you guys, a little bit off topic. How long until women's tennis becomes trans woman tennis? Oh, it's coming. <laughs> I think that's for our next podcast episode, uh, <laughs> along with all the problems with USTA. <laughs> yeah. Abby, where can the people find you? So they can find me while I'm still on Twitter, um, uh, Pavi, um, Pavi G at Twitter. So it's P-A-V-Y-G at Twitter. I've actually even got a couple of parodies now. So uh, my notoriety is getting to the stage that I've even got a parody. So make sure it's not the parody. Um, Pavi G on, on Twitter and, and Pavi G also on, on Instagram. And, um, and, and yeah, you know, I'll continue... Um, doing what i'm doing you know trying to i'm almost like a a novak activist but you know deep down i think most of us are good people we just want to see a level playing field um that's all that novak wants to do he doesn't want to get involved in politics he doesn't want to fight we don't uh we don't like politics and the sport we just want a level playing field we want to see the best of the best and um you know we, we will we will do whatever we can to try and make that happen mm-hmm. and also i just want to mention Pavi, is your tennis podcast going to be starting in the fall it is yeah so we i can well can announce to you know we have got a, a podcast set up and it's going to be called from uh, from the other side of the net so uh, we are basically going to be um putting a voice um from the other side of the, uh, of of tennis which we we feel is not done with there's a lot of tennis podcasts at the moment but a lot of them are, are under the same narrative um, and they only um, report and, and kind of narrate from one side. So um, we um, are testing our first podcast in a few days. Um, you know, we would love to replicate and, and, and have you guys on um, uh, to listen to your views as well, whether it be tennis or politics. You know, I follow both of you and, and you know, really interested in all of your views and everything that you share. And it is all interlinked at the end of the day. I think we're all um lovers of freedom and and you know we're, we're not afraid to um put our views of point uh, across even though it might not fit the narrative so um you know we've got a lot in common uh, and hopefully it will give a, a platform for for other fans to to have a listen to and 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 you know unlike the other podcasts we'll, we will try and still be balanced and and try and um listen to the other side of the fence which uh, we often aren't but you know we, we would like to do things properly and, and listen to other people's views because uh, ultimately it's debate that helps um move things forward and, and and unite and and you know at the moment we're not getting that debate because one side is being silenced and ridiculed so um there's no uh, there's no spectrum for uh, debate so i can only thank you guys so much for giving me that platform to, to let me speak you know i really appreciate it I, I see both of you as friends more than podcasters now and and you know i know um i, I interact with lucy a lot and uh, I also follow a lot of your stuff as, as well, Anthony, and, and, and keep keep up the, the great work. Pavi G, it is always a pleasure having you on. I hope you know that, man. 
<laughs> Always a pleasure, guys. Mm -hmm. Okay, just one more question. Sure. Who's going to win the U.S. Open men's uh, men's trophy? Um, it's a really difficult one. Um, and I am going to say, um, it's going to be a shock, and it's going to be an American. I'm going to go with Taylor Fritz. What? Yeah. Wow. Okay, I'm going to go for someone crazy as okay. well. And I'm going to say Nick Kyrgios because oh. I, I want Nick Kyrgios to win because he is many ways like Novak, anti-establishment. Yes. You can't stop him. You can't yes. stop what he's going to say. And it will just make their skin boil. I mean, it will. I mean, boil. In, in Novak's absence, for me, if Nick Kyrgios or Borna Chorich, who just won the last oh, Masters, yeah. One, I would be so happy. I would love Borna Chorch to win because he's also gorgeous, and he's also <laughs> from um, that same section, the, from uh, the former Yugoslavia. So yeah, yeah, absolutely, definitely. Is Shapovalov playing in this tournament? He is. He is yeah. indeed, and wins it. He's another one who's not afraid to speak up against yeah. the establishment. He's not been in the best of form, but you know, on his day, he can really push it, and and you know, rooting for him for as a Canadian as well. I once saw him hit an in-between uh, in between the leg shot at the Rogers Cup. Uh, and though he is an underdog, like you just said, I think he is my pick for the U.S. Open. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> well, we'll have, to, we'll have to see where we are in two weeks and see if any of us are right. Okay. All right. Cheers, guys. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.